Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Hey, Lauren, how's it going today? Hey, hey, I'm not too bad. Good. We're back together uh, drinking yeah. some beers. After a little stuff. break, yeah. both of us had some COVID vaccine recovery <laughs> to do, unfortunately. A little bit, a little bit, but we're all better <laughs> and we're vaccinated and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get back to... Back in action. Yes. Yeah. So, so today we're going to talk about Distill Brewery, which is in Normal, Illinois. Mm-hmm. So we're finally leaving the Chicago area, which yeah. we've been visiting for a little while. For a bit, yeah. Yeah. We went away for a bit and came back, and now we've been stuck in Chicago for a while. So now we're going on a short little road we're trip. We're going to take down. a yeah. quick <laughs> trip, you know, somewhere that we might even reasonably be able to visit in the not-too-distant future. This is future. true. I have not been there, I've got to say. Yeah. So. They have an awesome restaurant. Mm, okay. Uh, good, good. It's, it's like, so they're like taproom restaurant brew pub i guess that's what they call it when it's mm-hmm. the restaurant the brew pub is like down the road from the big brewery yeah. location yeah, so the... you can like go to one and have dinner and then, and then just kind of drive down and sit mm-hmm. at the brewery for like two hours and it's a really nice place cool. they have fireplaces it's really oh, big open i think i think this is a selling that you're selling yeah. it to me right now yeah so. well and i did not sit on their patio many moons ago when mm-hmm. i went it was probably two years ago at this point oh, okay. but um they have an awesome patio and same deal there's like fire pits and cool. stuff like that out there so i would imagine it's a good place to go yeah under soon, any relatively soon too but all right cool well we will have to check it out um all right well we're gonna open a one of their wild sour series which they're award-winning wild sours um and then i'll talk a little bit about distill and then we'll talk about some other topics so here goes nothing is what here we're drinking goes nothing all right i like that so what did we say this was? Uh, brewed with coriander and sea salt. So I'm I'm intrigued. This is not a combination I have Whoa. had before. I yeah. Think. And based on what you just did, I'm very interested to smell it. It's so just it's very. I mean, you smell the sour, but I don't. It's just interesting. Hmm. It's interesting. That's all I got. Oh. I get a little sea salt smell. A don't you? Bit. Maybe on the second hmm. whiff, I get some like. It's- yeah. The ocean. The ocean. We're sitting by the ocean. Drinking is beer. it that I miss the ocean or does it actually smell like the ocean? Both. Can it be both? It can be both. It can be both. We're going to the ocean in a few weeks. Ugh. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's not going to be warm enough that we're going to North Carolina. So. Well, still, still though, still. you can see it from like a car window or something. No, from our patio. We're staying oh, on the dang. beach. <laughs> I will oh, share pictures. Oh, man. Yes, Anyways. Please. All right. We're drinking. Um, hey, let's drink the beer. Coriander and sea salts, pretending we're we're by the beach. Okay. So tell me I don't Lauren, taste the sea salt. I smell the sea salt. What does coriander taste like? I have like? no idea. Okay. This apparently 
because I was just like, okay, maybe this I'm is what this tastes like. A I'm tart g- flavor. It's you know most ghosts, ghosts, gozes. I don't know. I'm sure we I'm can argue about it, it later. Yeah, um, I'm not worried about the the pronunciation. Are, you know, usually have that like tart spice spicy flavor to mm-hmm. them. Um, but since I don't know what coriander tastes like. I can't say if coriander... <laughs> what does coriander taste like? You tell me. It should be refreshing, tart, and citrusy. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, then... Pretty much uh, that's what we got here. They nailed it. Yeah. Because that's exactly what it tastes like. You mm-hmm. know, I think on the aftertaste here, I'm getting a little bit of burn on the back of the throat that might be some of that spice, might even be some of the, like, sea salt. Maybe. I'm, I'm missing the sea salt in the taste as much. I feel like I can smell it a little bit, but I'm not... Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe have another taste. All right. Once you, you know, like when we drank yeah. bourbon and you got that Kentucky chew you need, and you, you got the get flavor it in your mouth. Your tongue before you actually. Because now it. I get a little bit of sea salt, like in my next taste. Now I feel like after well, washing down the first taste, little. just a little maybe on the aftertaste, just that you know when it's you just... ha- eat a piece of like popcorn or a pretzel mm, that's got mm. like too much salt on yeah, it. Yeah, and you get that when after you swallow, it's just kind of sits in the back of your yeah. mouth. Yeah, and, and I don't mean that to sound negative in this no, case, no, no, but, but um, mm. I do get maybe a little bit of that. This is pretty good. It is pretty good. It's different. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All right, uh, let's talk a little about Distill. So Kara kind of touched on a couple of things. So it actually opened as a restaurant first in 2007. Okay. okay. So um, opened by a home brewer who was a lawyer. That's a weird story we've and, never heard before. Yeah, I know, right. But he was a lawyer by day. So he was a lawyer okay. who enjoyed brewing, opened a restaurant in 2007. Um, didn't really start brewing right away. They actually opened a second location in Champaign mm-hmm. where, in 2011, so long past when we our, were gone. <laughs> which is really a shame, because really I feel is. like if I had been around, if I had been in college during what I like to think of as like the brewery renaissance. I was just going to say that, yes. <laughs> which I would, I would say is actually probably later than 2011. Yeah, I put you at like starting college at like 2014. Yeah, which was... A Which decade past when we were more than gone. a decade. Um, <laughs> but I mean, if you started college yeah. in like 2013, 2014, yeah. and then went for those that bridge of like mm-hmm. four years, it was probably like yeah, like from the craft a, beer mecca, the craft beer world. It was probably like perfection. Yeah, no. And there are breweries in like we went yeah, to U of I. There are breweries in that area that yeah. you would have gotten to enjoy. They were not there when we were there. Like no, this, no, for example, no. just still did not have uh, any locations there. Went in. When we were there, but in 2011 they did. Uh, they did start brewing beers around that time, um, but they officially opened their production brewery in 2013. Um, and the facility that you're talking about that opened opened in 2017. It was a 14 million dollar. Oh yeah, like huge undertaking. I mean, it's insane. It's like right off the side of the highway. Yeah. It is this huge. Yeah, remember never... more brewing the structure in Huntley? Yeah, in Huntley. Like it's a it's big huge. old yeah. car dealership. So huge. for the, those of you listening that have never been to more brewing, which is in like a super remote location. Yeah, Huntley. It's <laughs> it's in an old car dealership. Yeah, so it's so huge. So the <laughs> property is really big. The parking lot is huge because yeah, they used to put cars, cars out there. But the, even the building itself yeah. is really big. And uh, Distill is like 
the same way. So it's, it, huge. it's just this huge thing in the middle of nowhere. nowhere. Well, yeah. yeah. All right. Definitely, definitely gonna have to check it out. But um, their beer hall even has 48 taps there. So not all beer. They have ciders. They have sodas that they brew, actually. Um, mm. So craft sodas, craft beer, ciders. But yeah, it's a they put a lot of money soda. in into that. So I um, like that. I wonder if I could get one of their craft sodas in my keezer. I have no idea. Because you can put things Whatever like that want, in the keezer. Yeah. I mean, it's a different setup. A sure, little bit, sure, but sure. Like, but you could totally do it. We could figure that out. I mean, maybe we'll think about it. Um, That'll so- <laughs> carry over into our actual a- actual parenting quote unquote topic oh. where i get to talk about okay. how i obsessively research things <laughs> this is totally true some of us benefit from that though <laughs> anyway so um they've grown a ton they distribute to more than half of the u.s and even outside of the country they d- distribute to the south korea random and the uk um wow. and the owner credits his wife who actually bought him a homebrew kit for a present that helped him move from lawyer to brewer. So it's kind of cute. That is adorable. Yeah. But anyways, so that's a little bit about Distill. If you're ever down in Normal or Champagne and want to check it out, um, do so. I'm have never been so i'll have to do that one time very interesting i will say that these stories about like a parent or a loved one buying them the homebrew (laughs) kit or like a day with the brewer yeah yeah. just inspires me to never do that with my husband yeah no no because we we don't want that i don't want him to start a brewery no No. we (laughs) can we can uh we can drink them but let's enjoy from a distance perfect that's fine all right that's good enough for me (laughs) so yeah let's uh let's drink a little bit more of this i really like this actually right it's yeah, definitely... i'm glad we drank it yeah yeah let's drink a little bit more and then let's talk about mm. so ocd behaviors and addictive behaviors um in our children although i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i am definitely uh guilty of this in a lot of ways yeah I, you know i feel like i think we all are I also think that I never noticed some of the things that I do until somebody points them out. And sure. then you notice them constantly. You yes. Know? So. Like your husband pointed out that you and I both do this thing where we blink yes. one eye. He calls it the, the uniblink. Uni he says it's the water from Worth. He says, yeah, it's, it has to do with the town we grew up in. And no, I... I, I never noticed n- until he pointed I've it out. Yeah. No more in my Ever. entire yeah. life. I've mm-hmm. never observed her doing no. the thing that he described... And yet, now that I know that I do it, mm-hmm. I feel myself doing it all the time. It's weird, right? Yes. Yeah. It's and I would super have, weird. Would have never, no, I blame him. Brandon, this is your fault if you're well, listening. And to be but... fair, I don't really think that's like an addictive behavior. It's just like a little yeah. twitch or mannerism like tick, or something. Like a weird a tick, little, yeah. 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 Um, and it's weird that we both have it. It is weird. But I, and I don't understand that at all. I don't but, yeah. but that is the sort of example of yes. like... Yes, you, you didn't notice. really realize mm-hmm. it would be like like I also do this thing where I put my finger on my eyebrow sometimes yeah. when I'm like thinking yeah. about something or stressed or like my whole hand. Yeah. And I don't know why I do that. Why do I why that place? <laughs> it's like a I don't know if it's a maybe pressure it's a pressure point. point. Maybe, maybe. And maybe it's soothing maybe to me. Yes. Because it goes it's just that spot. Like it's not my forehead, it's, it's not under specific. my chin or on my face. Like Yeah. And sp- because I don't really touch my face very right, much. Yeah. And it's funny because now everyone's like, don't ever touch your face. Uh, and like, I don't really touch my face very much, but I do that. Do that. Huh. <laughs> 
weird things. I will say that my husband is also OCD, so he can't just say that it's me. Right. So I mean, doesn't he, he take like seven showers a day or something like that? Does he still do that? No. no oh, that's just, good. just normal. I just amounts. remember him like <laughs> showering a lot. I mean, that's not a bad thing, by the no, way. No, but no, no. yeah, no, just a nor- just a normal amount of showers. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> like an average human number of showers. <laughs> But our, um, I mean, better to have too many showers than not, than not enough yeah, no, showers. That's fair. Our youngest, the bo- our boy twin, is very much like my husband, like in mannerisms oh, and really? personality and everything. And like he's got a few like OCD ish just behaviors, or he like fixates on things. And he's completely my husband. Like he just that's to so a T funny. is. So funny. And I'm like, you can't like you can't even blame him because it's totally you. <laughs> I know, right? We my husband and I always joke about like when one of our kids does something weird, mm-hmm. we'll blame one of the parents mm-hmm. on it. I'll yeah. be like, yeah, this is you, man. Mm-hmm. I don't do this. This weird thing that he's doing right yeah, now. This one's you. <laughs> this one's you. And he's just like, it's not me. And I'm like, well, yeah, maybe it's you though. <laughs> but so to kind of bring it back around. Yes, so yes. like for me, I do have addictive behaviors. Okay. So like I tend to like your son, I fixate on things. Mm-hmm. So like for me, examples are like, Obsessive researching. I like to research things (laughs) to the extent that I consider myself very knowledgeable. Now, I am never going to be like, here's the medical information I learned on the the internet. (laughs) I don't do that. But I will be like, oh, I read an article about this thing and it was really interesting and it helped me understand this other thing. But most of the time, the things that I research on the internet are like, like purchases, purchases that I yes. want to make. So, for example, over the summer, and we talked about it before, mm-hmm. I wanted to get a pool yep. for my backyard. But I didn't want to get like a permanent pool for right. my backyard, mostly because my husband was like severely not on board with that idea. <laughs> and that's a huge expense it and is. a commitment, and it's 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 permanent. So there were a lot of things. <laughs> yes. There were a lot of things that like kind of le- leaned me toward not getting something permanent in my backyard. So. What they have is they have these things called metal frame pools, and they're mm-hmm. basically like a little, like little propped up leg structure with like a metal ring, mm-hmm. and the pool like slides through them, and it's a regular pool liner like you would put yep. in a permanent pool. It's just not completely surrounded by like a steel structure. You can't jump something. off the side of it, like you can't. Oh, no. yeah, yeah, like it's ladder in, ladder out. Don't push it over. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So I wanted one, but <laughs> it was one of those things that was like covid like Ugh, yes everybody wanted one because like they needed something to do yeah yeah because yep. people were like well we can't go to the public pool right because it's closed, hot and it's summer yeah. so let's get a pool yep so there was this period of time where they were impossible to get yeah. well <laughs> i don't like being told that something is impossible to get so i obsessively searched for this thing until i stumbled upon one and was able to purchase it yeah. and i spent like Two weeks, which is way longer than I told anyone I spent on it. Just like checking constantly. Just trying to find this thing. Until I found one. I unsuccessfully visited many targets (laughs) before finding one. Um, and it, which is very frustrating, especially because at one point I went to a Target where they had them, mm-hmm. and the woman in front of me bought two. You told me that, yeah. I'm sure she was selling them. It's not oh, like she needed two. I found them on eBay oh. afterward. I was 
yeah. very upset because I woke up at like seven o'clock in the morning to go to over go there too. to get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's just like <laughs> the best example of me obsessively searching for things. I also, for some really strange reason, decided to become an authority on finding vaccine Vaccines. appointments. Oh, you totally did. Yeah. And not I a bad thing, by the way, no. but you definitely like I have an excessive amount of knowledge for way too long. Yes. Like. <laughs> If you were like, oh, I'd like to get, you know, I'm eligible for the vaccine, which is still kind of up for, you know, not yes. everybody is currently eligible. Uh-huh. But if you approached me and you were like, oh, I'm eligible for the vaccine How and I would live you in this county, I get it. What do you think <laughs> I should do? And I, I can yes. sit there and I can give you a list of mm-hmm. suggestions. And I didn't know that I was doing that when I was doing it. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, I just became addicted with, I still occasionally Check, look for vaccine appointments. you don't appointments, need it, nor do your parents. Nor does anybody, <laughs> nor does anybody I know. That, yeah, and I'm just to. like, gosh, I wonder if there's any appointments in Oakland today. <laughs> and I just like Google that. I just like go through all my little secret places. Yeah. <laughs> and I, But I have begun to share my yes. knowledge as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Because in this regard, I want people to know that I did obsessively research this thing <laughs> and that they should benefit from yes. that. If I can help the community in that's some way fair. with my weird addictive behavior, <laughs> I'm glad to do that. Yeah. Thank goodness There's that's a benefit here. Into. Yeah, there you go. It's not. See, a lot of people have negative addictive behaviors. This right. was a positive addictive right. behavior. Now, let's hope that someday someone isn't like, hey, do you want to like snort crack <laughs> because if they offer it to I me and, and i it's administered but strangely yes, no. accept i will probably become addicted <laughs> super to it. addicted yeah yeah because from okay. what i understand you find it rather enjoyable at the time yeah which will make it very difficult for me to stop, stop. Yeah, no, that's fair. I get it. I mean, anything that has that gratification is difficult to stop. So I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Some And some people have more addictive personalities than others. Some people, like, I'm not one of them. Like, I don't necessarily have specific... I mean, everybody has, like, certain addictive, you know, behaviors, I guess. But um, I feel like in terms of some people can just let things go easier... And yes. I am not that person at all. No, no, me neither. No, no, no. So, I don't let anything go. So definitely, <laughs> definitely, that is not a characteristic I have. So I'm definitely more addictive, addicted to things. I'm not, like, I feel like I'm not, there's not, like, one specific thing right now. But definitely I go in phases. Or, like, when, similar to you, like, when you start doing something, like, you need to finish it. So, like... You know, I, I'm like planning things. I was gonna to say me, maybe like trip very, planning, yes. for example, planning good... things, even not just trips. Like we're pan- planning the kids' birthday party, and so I'm like, I have this, I have this, I have this, I have this, like all of that, and I'm yeah. doing it all at yeah. once. And we're going to South Dakota for vacation for our family vacation because our kids want to do a junior paleontology class and dig for dinosaurs or something. So, anyways, sure. But like, I literally spent. I don't even know how much time and filled out a whole itinerary with links and dates and times and tickets and dinner places and all of this because we are also invited like my parents to go and I sent this big long like packet as if you were getting it from like a travel agent (laughs) like okay do this click this go here this is what we're doing day day day. So I I'm, have those. I <laughs> see now I've done that, but I do that with hypothetical trips ah. sometimes. Like I we were gonna go to the Badlands, yeah. same deal. Mm-hmm. And I have all Google Doc yep. on my drive that is the same. It's like depart day one. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. hotel for day one, vi- places to visit on the way, yep. day yeah. one, oh, us too. place to eat dinner, mm-hmm. day one, Same thing. and then day two, depart, you know, yep. end where up you're going, here, where you're stopping, where visit you're eating. this, go yep. here where for lunch, staying. go yep. here for dinner. Same thing. Like, yeah. Trip planning definitely, or planning things in general is definitely something that I would obsess, I obsess over until I'm like satisfied that this is what we're doing and even it feels still, so good yeah. doesn't it, it does when you're looking at it after yeah. you've put it all together you're just like oh i'm gonna go on this trip right yeah <laughs> even like little so spur of the moment we're going i was saying we're going to the beach in a couple of weeks so we're we're not getting together with my family my extended family for easter because not everybody's vaccinated and uh, totally understandable it's complicated yeah right. totally get it but i am my parents are my brothers had it my husband's had it so my brother's moving out to North Carolina soon, and he's been working out there. So I was at my parents' house one day and was texting my brother and was like, all right, what if we just go somewhere for Easter? Because we're not getting together. You're already going to be in North Carolina. We'll fly to you. So, like, my dad shockingly agreed to this. I'm very surprised. And gave me his credit card to book the beach house. So I was like, I'm doing this now, like, literally within the hour Whoa. so that he can't change his mind. Yeah, no, so, you need to lock it in and tell so him like, like, no So I'm looking at all of these things. I'm looking at all these Airbnbs. And I'm like, all right, we're staying here. We're staying here. We're going. Like, planned it within, like, a couple of hours. Nice. Because, but it was nice. Like, now I'm like, oh, well, everything's done. This is what we're doing. I love... I like having something to look forward to as well. So I think that's part of the, It's like, not just the sense of accomplishment, right. but it's also, it's like, all, the fact yeah. that you get to, like, yeah. be excited about exactly. it. So plan- I get it. planning things is definitely something that I would say is addictive for me. Like I said, I'm, I'm you know, planning the kids' birthday party months in advance. But it's also, I feel like if I have something that's just waiting for me to do, it, like, just eggs, like, just, you know, I'm... I need to get it done or started or something. So. It's just, it stays in your it mind. It gets stuck you, in your you know? head. Yeah. yeah. No. So. Well, and that's how I feel about vaccine appointments. <laughs> well, there you go. I just like, <laughs> I know, right? I. It's funny though, because now I've reached the point, not to stay on this for too long, but now <laughs> I've reached the point where my knowledge has become like widely known. Ah. So every <laughs> once in a while, like customers at my job have called me. <laughs> and been like oh your brother said that you're really good at getting an appointment for the vaccine and i'm just like staring at my brother like dude i have work to do i have to do work right now now i have to talk about this for 30 minutes because nothing brings me greater joy than sharing this information with a random person and he's just like rolls his eyes and walks away um but i actually it's Oh, the weekend when we're recording this, and yes. I actually got a call from a customer today. Oh, wow. On a Sunday? <laughs> and he was just like, I'm on this website, and I'm having a really hard time. And I'm like, yeah. And I go into this big, long spiel explaining why he's having trouble on the website, right. because I know why for some reason. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, oh, that all makes sense. Thank you so much. You're so helpful. And I'm just like, You are now the vaccine appointment But just expert. so you know. Yeah. I'm more satisfied than you are by this conversation because for some I'm reason it just brings me joy. Knowledge, like, yes. I just need hey, to get it out. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know what it is. No, that's all right. You're, that's, I get that too. Sometimes you need to spread your knowledge and yeah. that makes you feel Well, better. and just like yourself, I mean, I do, I am a planner. Mm-hmm. And so like my plans, sometimes they're trips. I've do, I yeah. have hypothetically planned sure. road trips to different national oh, parks, yeah. including like crazy road trips where we visit all of the national parks <laughs> in arizona um which has gone through my mind 
Um, <laughs> but I also plan, you know, like I built the keyser. That mm-hmm. took a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. I did a lot of research on that to find what was going to fit me when I was yeah. going to do and things like that. Um, I also like to research cars a lot mm, because yes, I'm always yes. like kind of thinking about buying a car. Yeah. I'm not a car person. It's no. not that. It's just in my head. I'm sort of like, if I was going to buy a what car, would it be? what would I buy? Yeah. See, my problem with that is if I were to start researching cars, I would just buy you buy one i would legitimately be like all right i'm done with this i have like this tiny little obstacle in my way um of buying a car right now and it's like so like the government is considering Mm -hmm. renewing the ev tax credits for like manufacturers that have already gone out of the like maximum number of production sure and you're kind of waiting weren't the case if they so they're gonna possibly renew they probably will because we have a very environmentally friendly government right now yes and so they want to do that because they want to promote people buying american and And the the companies that have gone out of production quantity are american companies Mm. so like they don't want a bunch of pretty good yeah yeah so um so I'm like on the cusp of possibly buying a car mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting and I keep Googling things like how long does it take for a bill to get through Congress? <laughs> um, the answer to that question, by the way, so can be four skewed. to 300 days. Yeah, it's, so there's no, if you've ever watched yeah. the cartoon, the cartoon does not explain to you how long <laughs> the, the steps frame, take. Yeah, it just explains the steps. Yeah. Not how long they could be sitting or not. It all depends. So there's I mean, no guarantee. There's some things that go really fast mm-hmm. because they it, they need a minimum number of votes and sure. it's just like really easy. And so like, so anyway, so I like... <laughs> Want to buy a specific car, mm-hmm. but the, but I won't buy it until I know whether or not I'm going to get a tax credit for it because I have already reserved a different car yes. that qualifies for the tax credit <laughs> currently. Uh, it's very stressful, and I really want to buy a new car because I'm driving a minivan every single day, yeah. and I drive far away to get to work, yeah, sure. and I fill it up with gas, and every time I fill it up with gas, a little piece of me dies. <laughs> Because I used to drive an electric car to work, yeah. so spending money on gas like is really yeah puts painful. A to lot you. of anxiety on me. So speaking of anxiety, that kind of brings me around to my children <laughs> and their little obsessive uh, slash addictive behaviors. Because mm-hmm. some of them, I think, for them, mm-hmm. stem from anxiety. My little one, in I particular, could see that. Yeah. My seven-year-old, mm-hmm. um, he washes his hands obsessively. That's my um, husband. Which is a product of this. <laughs> situation a little bit he's very he has a lot of anxiety about the virus and what's going on yes and he's always he's been like that for a while and it Mm -hmm. goes in waves with him he's currently kind of like a little high anxiety with it but starting to maybe Mm. come down okay whereas there were times where he was he was pretty much fine and And then then he would get really stressed out and he you know he goes back and forth with it um but washing his hands has been like kind of a constant and so his little hands are like so dry and dry oh i'm sure and the crazy thing is so i've had dry red hands before with especially in the winter um his it's like all the way down his wrist like he washes his like every yeah the end of his wrist as well so like his goes all the way down the side of his wrist and i'm just like oh that looks so painful so we try to put 
Yeah, stuff on Cream on them. I actually used the stuff I bought when I got my tattoo. Aquaphor, which is (laughs) like a medicated. Dude, we use Aquaphor for all kinds of stuff. Well, we use it now. The jug that I bought, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, So when I bought it for the tattoo, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, I'll use some of it. And I'm like, I used it for like a week or so. Maybe a little longer because it was summer and I was kind of trying to protect it. Um, But like, I barely made a dent. In oh this yeah, tub it lasts forever. Of Aquaphor, and I'm just like, oh, we're gonna have this forever. <laughs> <laughs> or you just need a lot of tattoos. I don't know. Well, well you could I go either way. I will argue against that idea. <laughs> Let's put that. I even, mm-hmm. not related to what we're talking about, but I want to document it in here. I even possibly have talked to my brother into joining me someday. <gasps> Ooh. So we'll put that out there nice. so that now there's a record of me saying All that. All right. But anyway, so my little one <laughs> yeah. seems to, it's kind of like anxiety type stuff. My older one, it seems like it's possible sometimes that's the case. Like when he was six, mm-hmm. he used to chew on the collar of his oh, shirt. Yeah. And back when he was six, and now he's almost 10. So this was several years ago. So back when he was six, he did it when he was like bored. Okay. It would be like he'd be watching a television show and he would just be like, it would just be like something, something to do to like put, a yeah. habit. Mm-hmm. Not really like. Not anxiety necessarily, just something right. that was there and yeah. Now he still kind of does it at the same times when he's like watching a YouTube video or watching TV okay. or watching a movie. He'll just gravitate towards the collar of a shirt. Mm-hmm. And he starts gnawing on it, which is super annoying, by the way, because we essentially have to throw everything away eventually. Yeah. I don't until he stops doing it. I just throw it out when I'm going to transfer out the clothes for the bigger size. Yeah. Because I'm not going to make my younger child wear those clothes. Mm -mm. (laughs) So, yeah. um, But it seems like it came about it kind of started happening again because he didn't do it for like years yeah it's been a while like it started happening again because he was starting to get really tense about school this was like right before like winter break okay and he was starting to like get really distracted and wasn't really focusing on school the way he had at the beginning of the year he was doing e-learning so it was like zoom and stuff like that um but still he was just like we were giving him some grief about not paying attention mm-hmm. and stuff. And I think it kind of built up in him. And yeah. then this behavior began. Definitely seems like anxiety induced, you yeah. know, or stress or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But some think, sort of emotional, like, yeah. I think he's stressed out. I think it's yeah. probably stress related. Probably. Him. My um, my oldest, who's autistic, is, has tons of OCD behaviors. But it's funny, not funny, annoying, but kind of funny because he goes through different OCD behaviors every three to four months. Like for a while, whenever he would walk into a room, he would have to touch all of the walls. Like he would just, that he just had to. He would just like circle the room? Yeah. And he would just have to touch everything. And then, you know, there's, he's just had random things. And then he just like stopped doing that? And he just stops. And then like one of them a few months ago was he would just yell, just to hear himself yell. He's nonverbal. He's the loudest nonverbal kid that I know. testing his volume of his voice? Yeah, pretty much. And he would do that all the time his therapists were literally tracking how many times he did it and it was like 60 times in like two hours oh or my good and then that just stopped all of a sudden and i'm like okay <laughs> like but wow. he goes through like every three to four months there's some weird thing that like he picks up and then eventually it stops like he he was spitting constantly at one time oh, don't know why huh. and then it just stopped one day and he stopped spitting and we're like i don't even know how to 
like untrain these behaviors because they just come and then they go as That's quickly so as they funny. can. I mean, my son. I have no clue why. <laughs> when he was chewing on the collar of his yeah. shirt, the thing that stopped him from doing it back when he was six was he was on Thanksgiving break and mm. he wasn't in school for a week and he was doing it at school. Oh, okay. So it was hard. We couldn't really sure, uh, police was... him. And, you know, yeah. what am I going to do? Tell his teacher she needs to yell at him yeah, more? Yeah, no. Yeah. So while he was home mm-hmm. over Thanksgiving, we just, like, didn't let him wear a shirt. Yeah. Then he got used to not doing it. And then he stopped doing it. And then he just, like, basically never did it again. Yeah. So maybe spring break this year. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. We'll just, like... Not let them wear cl- like wear shirts. Sure, no I shirts. I know I'm a no bad shirts. mother. You nah, guys, you I get it. I know. Do. What do you want me to do? I did one time say to him, "If you don't stop doing what you're doing, this was not the shirt chewing mm-hmm. thing. It was something else." I was like, "I'm gonna make you sleep in the backyard tonight," <laughs> and he was just like, "No, you won't." And I was like, "No, I won't." <laughs> But you better quit it, or I will find another punishment. I will find a punishment deserving <laughs> of this activity, habit, whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. My So my oldest has OCD behaviors, like, through the roof. I mean, but that's common amongst autistic kids, too. He gets a lot of anxiety. We're not really talking about anxiety, but it kind of goes hand in hand with OCD behaviors. Um, Definitely. And he actually does have like chewy, like something to chew on because he bites down like in, like you could imagine like, you know, you're holding your fist, you're clenching your jaw when he gets anxiety. He does that, but he would bite, he would like grind his teeth or he Mm. would bite things. Like he bit the railing one time just to have some, like some resistance to it. So we just give him something to chew on because it's just easier. Actually, considered that for my old Mm -hmm. my almost 10 year old um and i mentioned it to him and he was very insulted he was like no (laughs) i don't need a chew that's for dogs and babies (laughs) and i was like well no actually it's really not um there are kids i mean i i'm not even going to get specific enough i have another relative Mm -hmm. who does the same thing who's kind of just like a nervous or distracted chewer And I guarantee you that if he had a little something that he could just kind of gnaw on mm-hmm. once in a while, he would do it. Yeah. Ours, and we, we bought the ones, they just look like Legos. Yeah. So, like, obviously lots of kids do need something. And don't get me wrong, there's lots of kids who have special needs Which now sure. well, and more. The, but yeah. the thing is, with my kid, yeah. I feel like if I actually did do that, I was probably more encouraging the behavior. Right. And you don't so for want me, to do that. Yeah. the hesitation you want was to stop that stop the behavior yeah. as opposed in to in your situation, it. Yeah, you're I'm trying to it. lighten it yeah. rather than eliminate yes. it. You know, so you're just trying to make it so that he's not like you yeah. said, like chewing on the railing yeah. or hurting himself. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's he has bit himself when he gets really frustrated and doesn't have an outlet. Yeah. Um, so I would rather have him bite something than not himself. But of course. That's yeah. he's he's a different end of the spectrum because of everything going on. So he's very O C D. But even my little one, um, my twin boy, he's always when he gets excited or anxious, done this weird like tick thing where he like he like shakes his arms like funny and it's like a physical huh. thing. And, like, it's mostly when he gets excited, but he used to do it more when he was little, but he still does it sometimes. And it's almost, like, looks like there's something, like, wrong. Oh. Like, if you saw him, you'd be like... Like he's getting startled. Yeah. 
But it's just, that's just him. That's just how he reacts to things. You know, now that you've said that, my seven-year-old, my younger child, does this thing when he's, like, telling a story and he gets excited, he, like, gasps for air. Like, he'll be like, and then we were walking to the park, and then we went onto the slide. Like, he's just, like, he, like, makes an audible breathing sound. (laughs) I never thought about it, but he definitely does it. little things, right? Yeah. I don't know about my little girl. She's not as she's she's sensitive, but she's not. She doesn't have a lot of OCD things. I think the boys are more prone to it. Maybe that's family. the case. Yeah. Maybe that's huh. the case. I don't know. I never thought about it like that. I didn't either. Hmm. But well, hey, man. I think that you know now we can move on to our next beer. Yes. Satisfied with figuring out all <laughs> the oddities that we all possess there we go yeah we've got lots i can i'm sure somebody else would point out lots of uh lots of idiosyncrasies that we have that i, I don't even want to know because i feel then I'll like notice them. this was a missed opportunity to have our husbands on <laughs> i think it's better on this, this episode so that they could be like you know what's another thing that you do <laughs> and i could be like you know what you do you suck <laughs> yeah no and then he'd be like Ooh, Ooh good one good <laughs> Shut up, go away. Yeah, no, it's better this way. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're going to move on to a different type of beer. We're going to drink a Milk Stout Moon Jumper, it's called. So Dark Sweet Silky is oh, what it says. Okay, thank um, you. They have their, their, all, their kind of like slogan on their cans, Support Flavor Boycott Bland is what they put on, okay. on everything. So that's their like slogan, I guess. I like that. Kind of thing. So, yeah. All right. I've never had this, so... Mm, it smells good. It does smell good. Mm. It's okay. Yeah. It's a little thin. Maybe. Yeah. Um, which is a word I kind of hate to ever use for a stout because I think it immediately makes people think that it's not good. Um, which is not necessarily the case. No. I actually think there's a chance I've had this, that okay. it's the beer I ordered at oh. dinner when we went to the restaurant. Okay. And I remember kind of feeling the same way. I've definitely it was not like had it, yeah. Not super remarkable. Um, yeah, it's, you not, know, it's not bad. It's, it's, it's just... It's got nice flavor, and it's 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 got a little bit of the dark chocolatey flavor. Yeah. Um, it is very smooth. Um, it's just, it's just could use a little more weight body. to it. Yeah. A little more body. Mm-hmm. That's the word. Yeah. yeah. For I me. agree. It is a little thin. Um, it's, I mean, it's only it's a 6.1%. Yeah. It's a milk stout. So it's, it, you know, it is a little bit thinner, but you know, they also are known for their Russian Imperial stouts. So I think that maybe that having true. a little bit expectation of a stout being like, more full-bodied from them that this is just a little bit different and a little bit thinner than I would expect. But, um, and going from, I actually was really surprised at how much I liked the sour that we just drank. So maybe that's a little bit, um, you know, I was hoping to really like this one. It's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. It's fine. I agree. I agree. On that note, I think that we should open the other sour that we have here because yeah, you're going to have to slam one of those. I got it. Um, because we have another sour that we bought because initially we bought 
two cans from a Benny's mix of six, mm-hmm. and they just happened to both be sours. So then we agreed, well, we shouldn't drink two sours we from the same brewery. That's not different. fair to them. Yeah. Um, Flanders so Red. This is a Flanders Red. All right. I'm intrigued. Sour ale. All right. Let's give it a shot. All right. Another so let's wild move sour on. series. Yeah. No offense to the milk stout, but not a fan. So let's yeah. try this other wild sour. Flanders okay. Red. I got to take a drink of water before I drink yeah, this because I, I just drank like two beers rapid fire. Yep. And I got to like get just something else, you know. Flanders Red. It, the first thing I thought of was The Simpsons. Right? <laughs> That's a generational thing, probably, but... <laughs> All right. Yeah, right. Okay. Ooh, I get a little cherry on this one. All right. Hmm. Let me try it here. Sorry. Mmm, really tart on the back end. Wow. Right? Yeah. What did you say? Cherry? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, definitely. What does it say in the can? I think it says... It doesn't you know, really say a description on the front. It says it's got a dry wine-like finish. Hmm. And I was going to say, I get a little bit of like a wine... I get that on the end, the back end. Like yeah. when, you're after you're, when you're taking a sip of the back of your throat, you kind of mm-hmm. get like an almost red winey feel. It's like a... It's not tart. It's just a little bit of... I don't know what it is, but maybe the dry it's, in the back. yeah. I guess I would almost use the words opposite of what we were saying about the milk stout and be like, it's a really full flavor. It is. It's a very full flavor. Yeah. yeah. No, this one, like, you taste it and you've got all these different kind of a few different flavors going on. And then, you know, you drink it and you still have a little bit in the back of your throat. It tastes a little bit like wine, cherry on the front, uh, to me at least. But this it's got a lot of flavor. This is good Lauren. This is why their Wild Sour series I are award winning, though. So. I guess we didn't realize how yeah. awesome their sours were. I mean, I didn't. I didn't Mm-mm. realize that. This I didn't is either. Very but... well done. This is great. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm glad we opened this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent job, Distill on your sours. I understand why. Why they're yeah, I'm uh, getting, so popular. I'm getting the hype now on yes, the sour for train. sure. No, if I see one of these, I'm definitely going to check it out because these yeah. two that we tried that I haven't had either of them are both really good. Yeah, I enjoy well, them and both. just in case you guys are looking for them, I mean, we found them in a mix of six yeah, at a liquor store. A, so, yeah. I mean, you could easily pick up one, two cans of each mm-hmm. and grab something Whatever else. else you, um, you, your usual. And, be, and not regret that decision. That is yeah. for sure. No, these are really good. I'm really happy we tried. I'm glad we tried this other one, too. So. Me, too. All right. Yeah. Well. So that was fun. Yeah. We got to, I got to unload some of my stuff and we got to drink some distill, which was great. I've been looking forward to drinking them. So I'm glad we did that. Um, And, you know, let's call it and we'll catch you guys on the next round. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.